Welcome back. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Good stuff. Appreciate you being here today. Thanks so much, as always. Joining us now on the hotline, our guy Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus uh, at PFF underscore Mike, if you want to follow him there. Mike, how you doing? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. What a weekend coming up. Uh, and I will I will get into that. Uh, I'll, I'll get into the weekend coming up here momentarily. Um, but um, give me your thoughts on the saga that is in Green Bay right now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I, I truthfully, I was of the opinion last year that it was kind of time. That I thought the ship had sailed. And I, I think it's well overdue now. Just because I, I, I don't see how you improve this roster. Uh, I mean, you're objectively not a team as we saw this year, that's ready to compete for a Super Bowl. Uh, you're an average football team. And I don't see how that changes with your cap situation right now and with the draft capital you have. So I just think that the only way to get that to change is to get some picks back somewhere, and that can come from Dylan Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so being the draft guru that you are, uh, I've said that this team is probably going to look in the term of safety or secondary. They need more help in the trenches. Defensively up front, Devontae Wyatt, I thought, really came on at the end of the season, but they need more help. They need more depth there. Uh, Same thing with the offensive line and also at the tight end position, at the wide receiver position. Uh, Maybe later in the draft you find yourself an additional running back, but I'm not overly concerned about that right now. But give me your thoughts. Let's start with a tight end position. Give me your thoughts on a tight end that this team could take that you could say, yeah, this guy, this guy's a real guy to watch out for. They're in luck. I'd be very surprised if they left this draft without a tight end just because it's the deepest position in this draft. It's one of the best tight end classes I've seen. And obviously you're going to see a lot of mocks with Michael Mayer, the Notre Dame tight end, just because, the Packers obviously kind of covet inline blocking or just blocking in general from the tight end position. He's one of the best that we've seen, you know, in our nine years of college grading now in terms of just being NFL ready as an inline blocker, get open on his own, that speaks for itself. So he's the guy I think they're going to be interested in. I think also Darnell Washington, the Georgia tight end, if he's there in the second round, is someone they're going to look at because he's, I mean, size-wise, he's even bigger than a Mercedes Lewis. He's six seven. 275, 280, and runs like a horse, going to run the low 4.6s. So that's an interesting name to keep an eye out that they have a role for in that offense. Defensively in the trenches, uh, I don't know if they're going to go early or late, but give me some of your thoughts on some of the guys that they could possibly be looking at for the system they play. Yeah, the problem is I think this defensive tackle class, there's just not a ton of talent. Uh, There's really only two guys, I'd say, that are first-rounders. And they're probably going to both go top ten. That's Jalen Carter, Georgia, Brian Brzee from Clemson. Uh, and then after that, you're going to be looking middle of the second. Uh, I think this edge class is a lot deeper. If someone like a Kyrie Wilson from Texas Tech, a Miles Murphy from Clemson, because they like the bigger, explosive defensive ends, those guys are both in that mold. Uh, if one of them falls somehow to the middle of the first round, I think they're running that card in. Unfortunately, a guy like Jared Verse, who I think from Florida State also fit that mold, ended up coming back to school. So uh, there are some names. I think that, you know, is obviously a position they've covered highly over the years um, and one that they're probably going to look to replenish. When you guys sit down and start to analyze and get into the draft, and then obviously you start to look at teams and you say, here's what their needs, here's where they're drafting. If you had to pick some of the needs for the Green Bay Packers uh, right now and say, okay, let's highlight some of these positions, what are they? Do they need another wide receiver? Do, do we talked about tight end more in the tr- – what, what would you go with if you're the Green Bay Packers? 
still think you need a wide receiver on, on the sole basis that you have two guys. You know, I like Christian Watson. I like Romeo Dobbs. I think that's a great starting point. But neither of them have ever been reliable. You know, both of them have big concerns with their hands and the reliability in that regard that going forward, you just need a guy that you're not going to have to worry about that with. So while that may not be a guy you're getting in the draft or – uh, free agency here. I just think that's a big thing that's missing. Obviously, tight end, you don't have a ton of talent there. I think defensive side of the ball, safety is going to be a need after what they're going to probably go through this offseason, and I think defensive tackle, also a big need for them. Is there a safety out there that you would have your sights set on? Yeah, you're going to see Brian Branch, the Alabama safety, mocked to the Packers a lot, uh, versatile guy. I think he may even be best in the slot, uh, where obviously they tried Darnell Savage at towards second half of the season, but uh, that's probably his best role at the NFL level. He's a guy that can, you know, what the Packers want to do defensively, I think he's perfect because he can allow you to just play in that nickel basically every snap because he's good enough against the run uh, and one of the best tacklers. I think he only missed four tackles his entire collegiate career. So uh, that's a guy that, yeah, safety's not a position that gets drafted that highly, but he's, he's one that's worth it. Uh, I want to look into the to the current, so to speak, but I want to ask you your opinion. Brock Purdy, I mean, did you see this coming? It's funny. I was actually. Uh, so the the media draft boards, the Athletic puts them all together into a consensus board every year. And the guy who runs that said that the PFF draft board was actually highest on Brock Purdy of any media draft board. And I will tell you right now, I did not see this coming whatsoever. I think he was like 140 on the PFF draft board. And I will hand to God that I didn't think he'd ever even be a starter in the NFL. I thought he was a cool backup. I thought he was a guy that did a lot of the things well that you needed to do to succeed in the NFL, whether it was pocket presence, whether it was uh, being able to be mobile, being able to make plays outside of structure and to be accurate. I did not think he would be, you know, leading the NFL in passer rating since he took over. Now, obviously, some of that's the talent around him, some of that's the offense, but he is really a perfect fit for that offense. It's an offense that doesn't ask quarterbacks to throw the ball 40-plus yards down the football field to be successful. It's an offense that just asks you, to hit the guy that's open every single time. And pretty well, he's just been doing that. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's been amazing to see a guy that, uh, like you said, nobody thought was even going to become a starter. He was just more of a roster spot filler to all of a sudden find himself in the divisional round of the playoffs facing off against Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. So I, I completely agree with you. Give me your thoughts on this weekend. We finally see Trevor Lawrence begin to emerge under the uh, tutelage of Doug Peterson. Do they have a legitimate shot at knocking off Kansas City in the way Trevor Lawrence is playing right now? I think they do. Um, I think they have a little bit more of a shot than they've been given credit for. You just go to last week's game, they can score. I think the biggest thing that they have right now that you need to have to beat the Chiefs is basically they can score when the defense knows you're going to pass. Like they've done that, or Trevor Lawrence has done that repeatedly over the second half of the season. That's kind of been why everyone's saying he's broken out, he's arrived, because in those gotta-have-it situations, he's been tremendous. And that's what he kind of separates the elite quarterback from the Kirk Cousins of the world. So uh, I do think we've seen that with Trevor Lawrence. And when you have that guy, you're not really out of any game. And now while I think the Chiefs are still the better side, um, it's like close. You know, the Jags have a good defense. The Jags are capable of getting after Patrick Mahomes in this one. So uh, I'm not counting them out. I think that eight-and-a-half-point spread is a little too much for me. I looked at what Daniel Jones did against that defense up in Minnesota, and he was able to run and pick up 70-plus yards in a series, and he was just all over the place. But I, you can't do that against his Eagles team. 
and I think this is where the Giants run. And as much as I like Dable as a head coach, and he's a, he's just a good guy, so to speak, I think this is where their run ends. Are the Eagles all that? Are they the most well-rounded team right now left in the postseason? They are. Um, I think Jalen Hurts' shoulder, Shane Johnson injury, like that's worrisome to me. But I think you have to nail on the head about their defense. It's just you can't. You can't do what you did to the Vikings. You're not going to get a bunch of busted coverages. You're not going to get a ton of free big plays on crossing routes against the Eagles. They're just they're too they're too sound, you know, across the board. They just play good team defense and have too much talent. So uh, you're going to have to at some point have the talent to win one on ones, and Giants just don't. Uh, I go back to the uh, the Bengals and the Bills uh, January second that Monday night. Obviously, a devastating game. They did the right thing in canceling it, but Cincinnati felt that they had a really good game plan. But they've also lost some offensive linemen. I don't think uh, watching you know Joe Burrow under siege is here. We go again. It's almost deja vu from what we witnessed last year. Do they have any way to overcome that lack of an offensive line to protect him and to get Jamar Chase downfield against his Bills defense? I think, I mean, when you have Joe Burrow, you have a way. Like, you know, we saw it last year, so I'm not going to count him out. But, man, it's bad. I get it. It's bad considering the opponent, too. This Bill's defensive line, even with Alphon Miller, is still probably top five D-line in the NFL. So, um, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried. They looked, they looked human against the Baltimore Ravens last week because of that. And if no if no General Williams, Jack Harmon's just, he's a liability. Uh, there's no sugarcoating it. So, yeah, I, I do think the Bill's, Really, if they don't win this game, they only have themselves to blame. Uh, then I want to go back to Dak and the fact that he played so incredibly well, but really against a bad Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, an aging Tom Brady, uh, an offense that was inept, and they just almost had their way with him, even with a bad kicker. So give me your thoughts. Just which which Dak Prescott shows up, the Dak that we saw in the last four or five games down the stretch in that awful game at the end of the year, or the Dak that we saw against Tampa Bay this past week? I wish I could tell you, but uh, truthfully, against the 49ers defense, I think I lean more towards the former, uh, the guy that struggled, just because they don't give you anything easy. You know, this is, talk about the Eagles defense being maybe the most complete. I think the 49ers has the most high-end talent of guys that are just going to make your life difficult, whether it's Fred Warner at linebacker, whether it's Nick Bosa at defensive end, or whether it's even Charveris Ward playing at a super high level, or Talano Hufanga, who made first-team all-pro this year at safety, so... Yeah, the 49ers defense is a different animal. I think they're you're not going to see the same success to win this game through the Cowboys. You're really going to have to do it on the other side and it's stopping Brock Purdy. I, I got to ask you, I'm gonna, when you guys are sitting around the PFF offices and having a Zoom calls and everybody's meeting and kind of chit-chatting, is Rodgers as much of a topic uh, in the walls of a, of a company that focuses on pro football versus outside the walls of all the gossip of the fans? Well, we kind of just laugh at it, right? Because it's such a soap opera at this point. And it's like... He said, you know, he was never going to be far, but he turned into the exact same thing, which is hilarious to see. But uh, we try to focus on the field. So we kind of, those things, we don't, we don't spend our time debating them. We just laugh at them. So tell me real quick before I let you go, you talked about the diminishment of play, um, but what did you see in Green Bay this year, specifically offensively, that led them down this path where they couldn't even make the postseason? It's a number of things. I do think Rodgers got has declined a touch. You know, not not necessarily a ton, but like he's not the same guy that was carrying you. Um, and the other thing was just like the offense still needed guys to get open on a consistent basis. It still asked guys to go one on one because it kind of didn't adjust for the loss of Devontae Adams. It was still 
uh, in those situations, they weren't scheming guys open because last year they didn't have to. They could just, when it was one-on-ones across the board, you go to Devontae. So they didn't have that this year. And so when you got one-on-ones across the board, that was when they struggled. And you saw that against the Lions both times they played. The Lions weren't afraid to press these guys, weren't afraid to let their GBs go one-on-one. And I think when those were the case, they lost more than they won. Great stuff, Mike. I appreciate it as always. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk again real soon, okay? For sure, Bill. Thanks so much for having me on. Have a good one. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus, at Mike, uh, or at PFF underscore Mike, at PFF underscore Mike. That's what I was saying. For as much crap as I took uh, a couple of weeks ago when I said they don't have a downfield threat, he said the same thing. They don't have a downfield threat. They were asking guys to go one-on-one. They couldn't get open. Uh, even with Christian Watson and having that little bit of a threat, People crucified me for saying that. It's like, wait a minute. Their downfield threat consistency was awful this year. So it, it, it was, it, you know, Kevin Harlan said the same thing yesterday. Nobody feared it. There was no downfield threat. It was, nobody feared it. It's got to be consistent. It's got to work. Otherwise, just throwing downfield because a guy's open and you're missing him or he's dropping passes, it, that's not a threat. You, could it? Could it be? Of course it could be. You got to account for it. But not like you did when you had Devontae. Not like you did when you had Jordy. Not like when you were floating safety side to side or double corners and, you know, running a nickel with two. You know, I just, uh, no, you just weren't accounting for that. So it's good stuff from Mike Renner and the guys at Pro Football Focus. Certainly appreciate it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. If you want to go ahead and do so, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's, coveritall.com, dot com. And he's such a good guy. He is Wisconsin's best. And I say this from both experience and just listening to people talk, but uh, he is Wisconsin's best canvas, boat cover provider. Uh, if you've got office furniture you want recovered, a piece of furniture in your home you want redone, uh, gym equipment you want re- recovered, uh, there is nobody better. There is nobody better. Uh, there's a big company down in Chicago that saved, I think, tens of thousands of dollars by having all their office chairs redone and, and kind of recovered and such by Dwayne rather than having them all tossed and then buy more. And uh, they just kept them coming. So he, he's got stuff all over the state and outside of the state now. So get a hold of Dwayne. Uh, and if you've ever looked at his work when it comes to boats, boat covers, canopies, things like that, you know, awnings for your home, all that stuff. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. See for yourself what he does, and, and uh, you can, you know, kind of gauge it over on Facebook as well. If you want to give him a call direct, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. That's Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This morning, had to go out, ran to the bank, did a couple things before the show today, and uh, always love going to the Quick Trip. Say hi to Steve and Keith, who uh, listen to the show every day. They go to the Quick Trip right here in Waukesha by the Waukesha County Airport. And uh, when I stopped in, you know that, you know that type of thing. And I was talking to them. They work, uh, they work construction, and uh, they were uh, they were in there just picking up some breakfast sandwiches. And he held it up, 
And he looked at me and he said, you know, free and nice, nice. You had in a quick trip, uh, whether it's going in for, you know, the milk or the bread, which is on sale. Uh, you've got the eggs, which right now you don't have to mortgage your house to pick up eggs at quick trip. Uh, bananas, whatever it happens to be, you can go to the beer cave or like they did breakfast sandwiches. And if you build up enough points, you can earn yourself some freebies. And that's exactly what they did. Stop into our friends at quick trip. Keep using that quick rewards card. And if you don't have one, get one. You're, you're just throwing money down a tube. If you're not, if you don't have one and all you gotta do is type in your phone number at the pump or anywhere else for that matter. And you're good to go. Check out our friends from quick trip. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Uh, go ahead and give us a shout because I'd love to have you. 877-867-1670. Back to the phone calls. Jim listening to us down in Lake Geneva. Jim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Doing good, Bill. How are you? Uh, never mind. I know how you're doing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, I, I hear everybody say that, and it's like, you've been listening to the show or not, you know? But yeah. what I have to say, you know, the Packers, okay, the defense was supposed to be a, you know, dead, it's on the nuts, it's going to beat everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't, uh, I don't see them using the players, you know, they didn't use them right. I mean, you know, it's, every player has a different ability. The coach has got to figure out what they can do the best and use them in that way. Instead mm-hmm. of calling a play where your defensive backs are 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, maybe they're better off, you know, maybe five yards or maybe three yards and doing a little stop and go type thing. And, you know, they're not calling plays the way they should be called. Offensively, yeah, they well, both plays, both of them need help on line, but, you know, come on. You've you got to make adjustments. Use the players the way the players can play the best. You get a job, and the boss says, you know, I need you to do it this way. And you look at him and go, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, then you're not going to have that job very long. Mm-hmm. If they get a job and they, they say, well, you got to do it this way, this way, this way, and they say they can't, well, then why are they there? You know, the, the, coaches, right. have to, the coaches have to deal with that. And it doesn't seem like they dealt with that this year. I, I said, uh, you, no, I, I understand where you're going. I appreciate the phone call. I said it seemed like, now again, per, perception becoming reality in many people's minds. The outward appearance was Matt LaFleur was soft. Matt LaFleur did not have full control. It was a, you heard a lot of contradiction in what Matt LaFleur would say and players would say or Aaron Rodgers would say. And usually you hear the same message. You know, you you go into a locker room, Matt LaFleur will give his his discussion, his speech, whatever you want to call it. This is what we're going to do. This is the way we're going to play. This is what we're going to be. This is what we're looking forward to. This is the way we're going to work. This is what's going on. This is what we're going to concentrate on. And players parrot that. You didn't hear a lot of that this year. Or at times you heard glaring differences. So that w- that's always kind of the, 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 the red flag. Because sometimes... You'll hear coaches say, you know what, you know, we, we've got to work a little bit harder on our penalties. We've got to make sure that we play a clean game. We've got to, we've got to work hard. We've got to be more physical, you know, in the trenches, blah, blah, blah. And then you go to a player and say, hey, what do you guys need to do? And he'll say, you know, we've got to work on those penalties. We've got to be more physical in the trenches. You know, that's going to be our goal this week is, is just to concentrate in those. And the players will parrot that. And there were times this year you didn't hear that. 
you know, uh, this is a business trip. We're going over to London. We're going to we're going to make sure that, you know, we're, our heads are in this. Uh, it's not a trip. Uh, if, if you want to come over and visit it later on in your career or in the offseason, go ahead. But this is a business trip. And then you got guys, Rogers included, saying, I can't wait to go to the pub. I can't wait to mix with the mingles. I get, you know, with the with the people. I can't wait to to see this or that. And it was like, whoa, it was two drastically different messages, you know, and we heard that. That's the one that sticks out in my mind the most. But we heard that a couple of times this year. You know, we can't do this. We got to be this. And then Rodgers comes out with simplify. Other players talk about what is simplification. Well, you know, play needs to come in and be called quickly because we're getting out of the huddle too late. Rodgers says, you know, I have to simplify things for the guys. And, you know, LaFleur says, I don't know what that means. It, it was just there, there was a jumble there. So it just sounded like things just weren't on the same page. And I, I think, um, you know, number one priority in the offseason is we're going to be on the same page. You know, if I'm if I'm Matt LaFleur, it's we're going to be on the same page. We got to we got to we got to move the, the needle in the right direction. And this is my team. And I'm not going down by everybody else making decisions for me or going rogue. I'm I'm taking my team back. I think that's first and foremost. You can't do it in a forceful way. But you got to do it bit by bit. You know, the way you lose things, the way things erode, then you got to get them back bit by bit. You can't just come back and go, I'm taking it back. To hell with you. You know, you can't do that. Um, Because you, you don't want to repel guys. You want to say, oh, okay, you know, I didn't know that. Let's, let's move in that direction. Okay. And then bit by bit, you, you grab it back. Because if you try to do it all at once, it, it just doesn't work that way. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. John says if the Packers don't believe in love, they should trade him. Keep Rodgers. I, I don't think it's a matter of they don't believe in him. It's a matter of they don't have to do anything just yet. Sometimes you don't do anything if you don't have to do anything. It's not like he's coming off of his third year where he had you know 17 starts and won nine of them, looked really good. And you've got a decision to make. They don't have to. He had two series against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's it. He had one game last year against Kansas City and a half against Detroit, neither of which were anything to write home about. So in a a, a game and a half and a couple of series, he played two series well. So you don't have any leverage if you're Jordan Love. Other than the fact that you can say you traded up to get me, why aren't you using me? And I'm sure his agents are calling Brian Gutekunst going, what the hell's going on? We want our guy to get opportunities. We want our guys to get paid. We want our guy to be to be used. And Gutekunst is going, welcome to the NFL. You know, if there's an opportunity and it's the right one for us, we'll make a deal. If, it's, if there's not, he's going to be the backup to Aaron Rodgers, period. You know, and you have to understand that when we drafted him. You know, we didn't know Rodgers was going to get good and win back-to-back MVPs and look great and go to the postseason and such. We didn't understand that. So we do now. We know where he's at. We're not kicking a Hall of Famer to the curb because we, we've got the what-ifs in Jordan Love, and we'll have another year to, to, to kind of, you know, lay our heads down at night and think about it. But right now we don't have to do a damn thing. We don't have to do a damn thing. 877 867 1670, find us uh, again if you want to give us a shot. Uh, a, a couple of things here. This one is from Jason. Um, let's see here. In terms of Matt LaFleur, I don't think he suddenly became uncreative. All of those good things you said he did the first year or two, the motion and et cetera, it looked like the Shanahan-McVay offense. It seems like Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the motion and things of that nature, so whatever Aaron Rodgers wants, he gets. 
Um, by the way, Jake says, for sure, keep uh, Crosby another year. His accuracy is spot on. Um, Pierce says, don't forget Nathaniel Hackett leaving was also a huge reason the offense took a uh, took a step backwards. So a lot to a lot to kind of nosh on there. 877-867-1670. Find us. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls real quick. Let's go to our buddy Tim in Sparta. Tim, how you doing, man? What's up? I am better than I deserve, Bill. Um, Good man. These people who think that Rodgers isn't coming back, I, I just I don't understand it. Um, he's not walking away from $60 million. They're not trading him because mm-hmm. if he – if they try to trade him for something this year, they're not going to get anything. You've said that over and over today and mm-hmm. on previous days. And if he retires, well, they have an enormous cap hit that's going to kill them and make them, you know, look like the uh, the 80s version of the Packers again, which was horrible because they won't be able to afford anybody for, for you know, the year after. Um it just, it's, he's coming back. Uh, he still has things that he wants to prove. Uh, he knows that he needs to be considered in that upper echelon forever. Um, he's got to come back and win another Super Bowl. He just has yeah. to. Now, right. whether it's with us or somebody else, I don't know. But you're absolutely spot on. You're right. Uh, with They're not trading him if they're trading them uh, until after the 1st of June, and then what are you going to get? Right. It just It's just insane. So mm-hmm. he's coming back. He's not leaving the money on the table. Just leave the speculation and let it ride. I mean, he's – I have I have Rogers fatigue. He has become what he said he never wanted to be, which was Brett Favre light. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, completely agree, uh, 100%. And that's exactly what There's they were no saying this morning. Coming back. There's no point in coming back if uh, we're not winning a championship. Got it. I cut that part out. <laughs> it, he's coming back. He's going to play for Green Bay. Uh, this season, you're pushing your chips to the middle of the table the best you can. Uh, you leave a little bit of money uh, in the in the pocket in case you need to spend it. Uh, but again, this year you do everything you can to accentuate areas that are your weakness, period. And that's what the Packers are going to do. That's what Brian Gutekinds is going to do. That's what he's been entrusted to do. And you're going to try to run it back. And like I said, I'm if I'm Goody, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm sure that he had a conversation with Aaron, saying, "Hey, Aaron, when you you know make some decisions, let us know." But I, if I'm Goody, I said, "Hey, look." Go do your thing. Give me your schedule, and let's kind of compare notes, uh, and I'm going to come and see you. You know, I want to come out and see you. I want to come out and hang out for a day. And, you know, you you're you got the giant, you know, pink elephant in the room. So you fly out, I don't know, in a month, whatever, you know, right after Super Bowl, whatever. And you fly out and you say, hey, how you feeling? Body good? Thumb good? Okay. And then you kind of lean forward, elbows on your knees, and you're like, look, season one was great. It wasn't what we wanted. You know, Mark really wants to end his career on a on a high note. We know we want to end your career on a high note. Um, you feel good. You feel like you you know I heard what you said on McAfee about winning another MVP. Like you want to play for a championship. That's what we want. Okay. So here's my plan. 
blah, 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 blah. My plan is this, 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 and this. We're going to keep Bach. We're going to do everything we can to keep Aaron Jones. This and this and this. We might have this guy, this guy be a casualty, but we're going to bolster this. We're going to look at this in draft. So we've got a little bit of time before the draft. What I want you to do, if you're coming back, uh, you got to be all in. I want you to come and into Green Bay. I want you to look at some film. I can send you some stuff, too. I'm happy to do that. And give me your thoughts, whether it's wide receivers, offensive linemen, what have you. I want you to take a look at tight end, too. Uh, we have not made a decision on Big Dog and Robert, although Robert's there anyway. But uh, we've got some decisions to make, but we want to upgrade the position. It's not about keeping friends and all that kind of stuff. I know there's guys you want to retire with, but we want to win a championship. Sometimes those two things don't go hand in hand. We know that. So we need to make a move. So are you all in? Yes. Okay. This is what I expect for the 60 million bucks. I expect you to be there. You, you, you know, look at it this way. The end of your career is coming, whether it's in a year or two or five, be all in. I want you there. I want you there for the, the voluntaries. I want you there for the mini camps. I want you there for all that stuff. I know it's not mandatory, but you're the leader of this team. You're the guy that everybody looks to. You're the guy that everybody's watching on McAfee, wanting to know, are you or are you not coming back? What's going on? You're the guy that everybody's tracking. You, you're the guy. You're the guy. And you know you're the guy. So come back and be the leader. That's what I expect for the, the money we're paying you. This is what I expect for everybody to be on board, and we're all in. And I'll support everything you do, but we need you to be all in. And see what he says. If he hems and haws and whatever, you know, say, you know what? It's been great hanging out with you. It really has. I appreciate it. Here, I'll take care of dinner. Thank you very much. Um, you will not be a Green Bay Packer. We will be trading you on June 1st. We'll go ahead and start the, the rebuild now. Because if you can't commit to everything we just gave you, and we've basically kissed your ass and gave, and gave you all the money, this whole thing about a mutual feeling to be able to come back, it's garbage. And we're, we're, we'll move on. But he, like I said all along, he's coming back. It's whether or not he comes back fully in or he comes back being Aaron Rodgers. That's the difference. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. For some good entertainment. Maybe you're Irish, or maybe you're not. Who cares? Uh, if you're looking for a good venue and some uh, some good concerts coming up, or maybe a place to hold a meeting, how about a wedding reception in a very stoic, beautiful old hall? Uh, the inside of an, an older church, uh, an Irish church, uh, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, a premier venue in downtown Milwaukee for Irish activities, concerts, cultural events, and so much more. And even if you're not Irish, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. My household was Irish on one side, German on the other, and then when I was adopted, I'm I'm Italian, so we had a whole mix. We do anything for something like this. The building can host almost anything from weddings, receptions, corporate meetings. That is the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. Uh, it's on uh, on Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. But all you gotta do is give them a call. Just give them a buzz. Uh, give uh, our our buddy Corey Webster, by the way, runs this place. And Corey's such a great guy, and it's a nonprofit, so it's not like they're looking to make thousands of dollars. I'm telling you. If you've got a wedding coming up and you're tight on cash and you want a beautiful place, this is it. Hint, hint. 
you got to take a look. 414-345-8800. 414-345-8800. But if you're looking for some concerts to go to, Shane Hennessy is coming Saturday, February 11th. Uh, and then on Friday, February 17th, the Drowsy Lads are going to be there. And then uh, Sunday, February 26th, is Casey and Maggie. And they have really good shows coming up. The events are fantastic. So, And a brand-new website. Go to ICHC.net. That is ICHC.net, and you can see it for yourself. Otherwise, just call Corey, 414-345-8800. 414-345-8800. Again, 414-345-8800. That's ICHC.net. Good stuff. All right, uh, Andrew Brandt uh, is going to join us coming up about an hour and 15 minutes from now. We're going to talk about the future of the Green Bay Packers over there. Until then, it is time to make some picks. Ben, Kenny, and I. Ben, so give us, we're going to the tote board. What does it look like? You opened a one-game lead last weekend. Uh, a surprising above 500 performance. You were 2-1. and one. I sat 1-2. and two. I'm 28-27-2 and two overall. Just a bit above 500. You are 29-26-2. There you go. Which, uh, which game was the surprising win? The ones you won. <laughs> But I've been above 500 pretty much all season long, right? Yeah, and it's been surprising. There you go. Thank um, you very much. It's like I do know something. How about that? Uh, so we have we have four games this weekend. I figure we just do all of them. Okay, let's do that. Instead of picking three. Let's do that. So you want to okay. lead it off? Um, let's lead it off. I'll do this. So Kansas City, eight and a half point favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville coming in with a head of steam. I like what they're doing, sitting at nine and eight. Finishing the season, the Chiefs, we all know, 14-3, and three, and they're a dominant powerhouse. They're playing at Arrowhead, which is a very tough place to play. The the Doug Peterson, uh, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence combination has been nothing but fantastic. But this is where they run into the juggernaut that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, uh, the Chiefs are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the Chiefs to win, but I don't think the Chiefs are going to win going away. Uh, last year, or last week was, as you said last night, Ben, Last week, I think they used up their magic. They're not going to beat the Chiefs. But I think they, they keep it close enough to where they, they at least cover the spread. I'm taking the Jaguars in the 8.5. I am as well. I just think they have enough magic to make it a game. And last year, remember, this weekend had some of the best games ever. The big thing here is Jarek McKinnon on the Chiefs, the running back, has been on a tear receiving touchdown-wise and receiving the football. When Mm -hmm. Jacksonville played Kansas City, he tore up Devin Lloyd, their inside linebacker, the the kid from Utah that they drafted this year. So I think they'll go back to that a lot. It's been a big part of their offense. I think the Chiefs just posed too big of a challenge for Jacksonville to win it on the road. But, yeah, I'll take the Jags plus eight and a half. Then coming up on Saturday night, uh, the Eagles are hosting the Giants. Eagles with a rested team and I think by far the most complete team in the National Football League. Jalen Hurts is the biggest question at this point. 22 touchdowns on the season, 3,701 yards, but able to run the ball all over the place. He's not going to change anything in his game one iota because, as everybody has said, there is no tomorrow. You lose this one, who cares what you're saving yourself for? So I think he does his thing and gets back to being uh, you know, Jalen Hurts. The Giants, they did short of um, J- Daniel Jones being able to run the football, it wasn't like they were wailing it all over the field, moving up and down the field. I think the Eagles win. I said last night I thought the Giants would cover, but I, the more I thought about this, I thought, you know, as scrappy as the Giants are, 
I just don't think they have enough, especially on on Saturday night at the at the link. Philadelphia, seven and a half point favorites. I'll take Philly, even though they're giving the points. That's a damn shame. I agree. The Giants just aren't good. <laughs> I mean, come on. They beat the Vikings. The Vikings yeah. were an average team this year. I know they yeah. won the games, but in terms of quality, they were average. The Giants are one of the worst teams in football against the run. The Eagles are the best team in football when healthy, running the ball. They did it when they went to New York early this season. It could be scrappy. I don't really care. I don't see how the Giants keep it close. Uh, Then we go to Sunday, the early game, the rematch of the game that did not take place, Cincinnati and Buffalo. It will be an emotional day. Uh, I saw DeMar Hamlin had met with the governor. Now, I don't know if the governor had come to meet with him or he went to meet with the governor, but uh, that was just posted not that long ago. I wonder if he is actually going to make an appearance. He's been at the facility, apparently. I wonder if he's going to make an appearance at the game. I think Bills fans are going to be out of their damn mind for this one. The Bengals, they said they're not really going to change much of their game plan. They felt they had a good game plan in place, and they just cut like a hot knife through butter early on against the Buffalo Bills and got the lead before DeMar Hamlin went down and that game was ultimately canceled. But Buffalo, five-and-a-half-point favorites. What keeps I, I keep thinking of is Joe Burrow doesn't have time to get the ball to Jamar Chase. For the weapons they have, it doesn't matter. And their defense was on the field far too much in that game against uh, against Baltimore. Josh Allen can run, but he can also throw. If Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, the Bengals are going to get blown out. I'm going to take Buffalo, even though they're given five and a half. Cincinnati's not going to cover that because their offensive line sucks so bad. I'm going to take Buffalo to win big at home. I had the Bills written down. Uh, because you have selected them, I will take the Bengals. Uh, your Cincinnati Bengals. I'll be the guy it that actually me to say too, because I'm hoping for all my friends that, you know, Cincinnati wins, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's where it comes to an end. Yeah, I'll believe in them. Five and a half is a lot. I'll take Cincinnati. Uh, then you've got to the 49ers favored by four against the Cowboys, Brock Purdy. And this is where you and I might differ because, um, uh, you know, I know you had said that, you know, Dak last week just motored over Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay doesn't have much of a defense, but yet this is where the magic comes off of Brock Purdy in the moment. I'm saying no. I'm taking San Francisco. Give the Cowboys six. Give the Cowboys six. That's fine. This is where the Cowboys come to an end. I'm taking the 49ers and Brock Brock Purdy. I'll buy a Brock Purdy jersey after this if he wins this game. Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Give him the four. I'll take the 49ers. Oh, put, put Jordan Love in that offense, and he could become the greatest thing of all time. Like Brock Purdy throws a four yard out to Debo Samuel. He turns it into an 80 yard touchdown. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, look, Brock Purdy, 80 yard touchdown pass. Like it's all the right. other guys. And yeah, he's, well, everybody does that, though. Yeah, but well, especially him. Gets credit for that. Especially yeah. him. Um, I want the Cowboys to win. I, I think it's going to be close. I think they have enough explosively uh, explosiveness wise to keep it close. And I think Purdy makes mistakes. I do think the Niners win, but I want the Cowboys to but I'll take the Cowboys. So we, uh, I took all the home teams, but I took the Jaguars to cover in game one. All the home teams we believe are going to win, but I'll, I'll, uh, we've got everything else pretty close. So there you go. That's our picks. That was, uh, that was a fantastic way to go. See if it continues to hold out. I, I can't wait for Super Bowl week. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. we got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show. No. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, 
Here's Mike Clemens. The Packers defensive backs coach, Jerry Gray, is reportedly on the list of candidates for defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. Head coach Arthur Smith and Gray work together at the Tennessee Titans. The Falcons also intend to interview Vic Fangio, who currently has been a defensive consultant for the Eagles. Aaron Rodgers said on the McAfee show he still thinks he could win another MVP award. Do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Former tight end and four-time Super Bowl winner Rob Gronkowski had this to say on Up and Adams. I'm totally fine with everything he said except one major part. That's the MVP again. It's just that I, I think I could win another Super Bowl. Like, bro, like, why are you thinking MVP? Like, don't you want Super Bowls? Like, Super Bowls are, are five times greater than a, than an MVP award. Divisional playoffs this weekend. The 49ers host the Dallas Cowboys. 5-30 Sunday night. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy on being a three-and-a-half point favorite over Dallas. You know, we look at it as a challenge, but we're also excited because it's like, man, if we do play to our full potential, it's like, what else can we do? So, those are the kind of things that we ask ourselves every day and we're excited about, but I'm excited moving forward for you know being on a win streak. How is Purdy gone from the last player selected in the draft to 6-0 and so far as a rookie quarterback? Linebacker Dre Greenlaw. When all is stacked against them, you know, you miss their irrelevant, everything that's, you know, and to come out and still be who you are and, and, and play football the way that he plays, man, it's just, a, it's just a testament to him. As 49ers linebacker Dre Greenlaw, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michael Show. Good company, New Berlin, Wisconsin. Told you about them. Looking for a career in a great company that pays extremely well and gives you benefits. That's Pindell. Go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindell.com. Again, Pindell.com, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. Coming up uh, in about two minutes, three minutes, we're going to talk with Andrew Brandt. Uh, We're going to talk with him about the business of sports, the Packers, and such. We'll get into that discussion for a short period of time. Um, so we have that, uh, we'll talk a little Brewers baseball coming up here at the bottom of the next hour. So stay tuned for that. I, I do want to get into that. We can mention some hoops as well. Um, what the comparison of quarterback songs, there is the new song that came out regarding Joey or uh, Trevor Lawrence, I should say, uh, with him at the waffle house. And then there is the jackpot Joey song for, for Joe Burrow. So, We've got a myriad of quarterback songs that are starting to come out. Has there ever been a song written about Aaron Rodgers? I don't know if there ever has been. Going back to his uh, younger days, I don't know if there was ever a an Aaron Rodgers song that was written. If there was, let me know. There are some jokes that can be made there, but I'm not going to make them. <laughs> okay. uh, coming up next, Andrew Brandt, the business of sports. We're going to talk with him and get his thoughts on everything that is going on in Green Bay. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Another hour yet to go. Coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.